0: good evening (laughs) y'all so tonight i get the honor of talking to a good friend of mine Uh, i see him as a mentor um, and we've been i would say we've been friends for or we knew each other for about 10 years but only within the past three or four have we really gotten closer we've communicated and i've seen him recently as a mentor so um, he's a facebook marketer but he's extremely driven in his field he's one of the best facebook marketers right now in the game Cool. And so I want to talk to you about about uh, how he got started, what gives him his drive, just what he, what what fuels him every single day. Um, so please get it up for Nick Shackford.
1: Wow, oh, that's a hell of an intro, Nick. I guess that's what happens when you spend what six years, seven years together. So absolutely, um, and it, it's funny. Julian Julian said, really only the last part. We've become more of like this mentor mentee relationship, and it it's, it makes total sense for me because I think the last five years have been. The most amount of growth I've ever had in my life,
0: dude. The last three for me. So I've I've realized, rather than seeing it as like, oh, I don't really care for this guy, it's like, dude, we're both growing, like you said, and we're both trying to be our best selves. So why not help each other out? And 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 I can learn from you. I've learned so much from you. It's like. It's only positives now,
1: literally, and yeah. I think it took us a little bit because you're a strong
0: alpha, I'm a strong
1: alpha, and it I was like, it. like, "What is this guy about?" Mm-hmm. And you're you're one of the oldest in your family, and I know how close that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I, I guess I'll tell you, I'll take it back to the beginning because you don't just end up in Facebook marketing because Facebook marketing wasn't even around when we began. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. how old are iPhones, right? Yeah, It like, yeah. blows my mind. So I I was the only thing I cared about was uh, competing. Okay. That was it. Since you were a kid, so be, bro. Like uh, I'm, so I, I'll I'll paint this visual picture for people that eventually you'll have videos. But this is I'm a I'm a six foot, broad shouldered, uh, American, with a full beard and just like small hobbit feet, right? Okay, I'm built. <laughs> I'm built to either be a running back or like some sort of like soccer player, right? Uh-huh. And I chose the latter of it. Okay. Okay. I probably would have more money if I chose the the former. Um, uh-huh. And so, for the beginning of my life, my sister played soccer, and I was like, "I'm in Southern California, so it's, a, it's a melting pot. We have Hispanics, we have Asians, we have blacks, we have tons of people that are just crushing at mm-hmm. this sport. How tons to of talent and oh. different diverse talent pool. Are you kidding me? You Long Beach with football. You have Mission Viejo with football. Yeah. Like you name it, there's everything here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So we, I, I knew real quick that I, my benefit was going to be soccer. Well, being the only white kid at the time joining a Hispanic team, mm. they are going to put me as a goalie. Okay, so I was like, I- I- "I'm going to play, so you I'm going to do the best at what I can." Uh, thankfully, at the time, like that's when we learned about like private training. This was probably uh, is a little bit foreshadowing. This is fast forward into like what we do now in consulting and management and, mm-hmm. and ongoing education for professionals. So, same thing is I am a, a, wanting to be a professional in the sport. I needed to pursue. A private trainer who trains professionals mm-hmm. and enter in my goalie coach Zach which is my first mentor at the age of nine. Okay, So I was having mentorship <clears throat> other than my mom and my dad yeah. was from coaches. Yeah. So we always knew that one-on-one was it. Um, fast forward into like w- our initial goal was okay, graduate. Graduate high school. Good. Patch yourself. Good job, Shaq. Get into college. Well, only school I wanted was Berkeley. So how, what did I have to do? How to get to Berkeley for them to see me and for them to see me. I had to do private training Well, my private trainer I had to make sure that the private trainer knew the head coach or else. Why would I use like there's uh-huh. no benefit? Yeah to, to the because there's step. no connection exactly to next and you the easiest intro is the one that you already have mm-hmm. so like why am I why am I? yes, you would love to be like sought after and the best but uh, Someone speaking on be on your behalf. Yeah, that's no the course is gonna close right yep. even today We well, you apply that in our own business, so I knew the right alignment with my goalie coach was gonna be the reason why I was gonna to get to the next level if I earned it and I didn't fuck it up
0: did somebody ever tell you that like like hey man you need to get the coach who knows the coach at UC Berkeley or did you just a time geniusly figure it out like <laughs> oh man I fucking wish no it, it was
1: a, it was a more of a hindsight play now okay because we knew we knew okay in Southern California you'd be on
0: like five teams did you get to Berkeley yeah, so I I signed at Berkeley. That was the first contract I signed. Okay, so sorry. Go back. How how did you figure this out? Like like cuz the average person I don't think would be like, dude, let me get the private trainer, you know, who knows the guy from Berkeley. That's a yeah. genius move. How did that come about? This is so we found out so we found
1: out from our club. So we were playing with striker uh, our club team, whatever strikers and slammers. Mm-hmm. We knew that the older kids in the group were going to a training, okay? These okay. are the kids wanting to go to college. And so I was Competing and training and what we call it, like guest, guest playing on other teams where okay. you don't have to sign them, but you can just hey come jump on the team. That was the introduction, like oh where's so and so training, and my mom like tallied along. And you don't ask like if you don't ask you don't get. So we're like hey, can we join in? So that was our introduction to Zach because we we didn't know he would have the Berkeley connect, but we knew that he had college connect. Okay, gotcha. So it was an assumption right at that point, but we knew it was like that's the warmest trail. Let's go down that route. Yeah. Ended up fast forwarding, and now we're like 16, 17, 18, and him and Kevin Grimes, which is the head coach at Cal, and Zach were like their best friends. So uh-huh. I'm like, how did this work out? Like, uh-huh. well, unbelievable. And and I realized, okay, this is what we need to do. Just
0: gotcha. don't
1: get hurt, get the grades. I wasn't striving for anything much. I think I ended with like a 3-5, mm-hmm. no, nothing spectacular. But the, the athleticism was where I knew I was gonna get the the deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Got there. <laughs> this is another hindsight realization. Is like right player, wrong team, mm. which is like a trend that I will follow me moving on here. Is the network is as viable as possible. So, as a co- uh, as playing sports, you meet coaches. Uh, you are doing camps, and ca- coaches are helping you. So I knew one coach. His name was Eddie Soto, which was uh, the head coach at the time of UCLA men's mm-hmm. soccer. Hey, dude, Berkeley's not working out. What do you want me to do? Um, and he goes well I'll I'll call around I'll I'll see what I have and I followed up like left and right and like my follow up game now was tremendous especially (laughs) because you can automate that shit now I call uh, Eddie and I was like hey I need something I I gotta make the switch in spring because I knew like the style I played I was a shorter dude six foot like in the morning if I cared with boots on Uh and I knew my style was playing high good distribution and good hands they wanted a bigger keeper stand in the back and come win a and go long.
0: Okay. I
1: wanted to play. So yeah. Kevin coach is like, awesome kid. I appreciate you. You're a great locker room guy, but you're not going to play. So what do you want? Like, I could have just stayed at a number two, mm. graduated from Berkeley. And I think hindsight, I, I, I kind of wish I had that Berkeley uh, mm. badge, but I, neither here nor there. Transferred. This is when I think you met me and I was in St. Louis. Yes. OK. So St. Louis was the day when I got to St. Louis is when I realized, A, seasons are real. California, mm-hmm. you don't get any of this stuff. It's just, like, warm, and then, like, brr, rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missouri, hot, miserable. Rain, cold. Snow and cold. Mm-hmm. Tornado. Like, that was the first time Whoa. I heard this. Oh. It was the first time I heard, like, the, the siren. That was, like, I was, like, what is this? And like, oh, there's a tornado. We should probably go. What? I had no idea that there's, like, a city-wide siren. That's crazy. So, I I, I fast-forward. I was, like, okay. I learned that then this is where it was like uh, uh, Luck favors the prepared I guess Yeah I Like, like um, this.
0: They say um, luck, luck is Opportunity meets plus.
1: It's like Opportunity meets
0: planning And execution Some, There's
1: a combination of a quote and I hope your listeners Can like it's, Give us I, that There's no such thing as
0: luck Luck is when preparation Meets opportunity
1: Boom Boom yeah. Well said That is The <clears throat> antithesis of like What happened next And that's probably a springboard The guy that was The starter The person that should have been In front of me His mm-hmm. name is Mark Pace who still plays professional today and So it's for okay. comparison He broke his face Holy smokes Again, we're goalies uh, he, made a, he did a dive And he hit a pole ah. okay. So he was injured and So he was to wear a mask And this was like the beginning And I came in and I played well uh, I started the rest of the games Established myself as like the starter And then me and Mark had like battles back and forth Until he eventually went to Tulsa Mm. Again, Mark is still playing professionally. I'm not playing professionally, uh, so it's it was. If you talk about like earning it and always having to earn it, yeah, that was it. You've always had to. Earn I've it. had to earn it, yeah. like, the, And for us, like our game, because we're goalkeepers, like we win, we lose, and no one we can't point the finger because it literally yep. has to go by us. Mm-hmm. So I always I joke around uh, and I go like, "The Lord blessed me with these shoulders because He knew how much I could
0: handle. Uh-huh. That's why I'm so broad, right?" <laughs> um, so you, so okay, it's so you go ahead. You've always had this drive, you know, you gotta earn it, you gotta battle. So you went to the pros, yeah. you played in the pros for the galaxy, right? Yeah, two years, I got two and a half, two and a half great, great years.
1: Mm-hmm. And that that was like a realization It goes, okay. You can, so let's put like sports in America. Awesome, it's the best way to live your life. To brotherhood you ought to always get. It's privilege you always get. If you look at a pro athlete, there's just privilege that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. You get that even in college, right? Mm-hmm classes you want the food you want the the traveling you want you get all of that and I and I leave and I get it to the galaxy and go like holy shit I was good right but these people have the biggest budget these people can have any international person so you're no longer just competing with yeah. like,
0: the US you're going they like they don't really care no. if, if you're not good that's it they don't care about you they don't care about your feelings yeah They're I'm gonna la- go with the best guy possible
1: it, or it. even even if he's not the best they'll go with the biggest pay possible because mm. have to justify why he's sitting uh, I see, like if I see. you, for instance, there was a younger kid. His name was um, Eric. He's probably even still with them. He was, I think, he's sixteen, seventeen, still. So when I was there, it was four or five, five years ago. He was just coming up, and they knew that he was not good, but they just made an investment in this. In this, kid. they're going to
0: give that leash way longer of a leash. Exactly, because they see, or they spent all this money. They're like, we can't give up on you. We have to. Justify. You're here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So someone's got <clears> to. <throat> yeah.
1: And so when I, when you look at me, they're like. Great kid, and then here comes the term locker room. Great locker room guy, mm. and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm, this is all hindsight. So I'm reading like where I, my my pecking order is, um, and at this time we're paying we're getting paid like twenty thousand a year, twenty twenty two, twenty five thousand a year. I got back from college. I'm living with my girlfriend at her mom's house. Like, mm-hmm. not not crushing, not winning, mm-hmm. and I was doing like fifty dollar training days. Okay. So I would I would. I'm in Orange County. I drive about 30 40 minutes to uh step Up Center. Where is that at? Carson. 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 Right drive up to Carson, right, 30 40 minutes and then bring my stuff with me cuz I'll train stay there and then go coach a session and get paid 50 60 bucks, fill up my tank, which was the Prius, and then drive back to Orange County, right? Like that yeah. was the day. That was my routine. That was my life. And then I try to get club. Like there's just like this downfall of where
0: do I get money? So, I have to go coach. So after you realize like soccer is not going to be enough and they're going with the best, you were hustling because no other way where, yeah, Where's yeah, my money. Yeah. Right? And at the time it was like okay, you either travel, go abroad and
1: try to make it overseas and mm-hmm. you pay you get paid whatever, you get paid a little bit less but living's a little bit more cost effective, right? Mm-hmm. You started going through these scenarios and every one of them was like you got to leave California. Okay. You got to leave. And Shanice at the time was like or still, she was like, no, like I, my family's here. I'm staying here. You're not going anywhere. And I was like, okay, what's, what do I have? What other options do I have? Realized that I believe in myself. to. Of re, I believe deeply in myself of, to restart. And this happened literally at birth. Uh, I, I came out premature, umbilical cord wrapped around the neck. Pictures of me, just like tubes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, dear Lord, like there's no way that he's going to make it through. But like I'm going to pray on that and the doctor goes like he's going to be duff he's going to be dumb deaf and blind but like we'll, we'll be able to pull him through and my mom was like let's go uh-huh. like bring him in <clears throat> dear Lord only gave me asthma <laughs> <laughs> you got out easy <laughs> See, athletically induced asthma so the worst thing i get is a, <gasps> a puff uh-huh. of a butyrol and i'm good uh-huh. and and so at that point i literally like l- i literally can't lose i literally cannot lose because it's been at that moment absolutely blessed that I was supposed to die, or at least come out extremely not how I am, mm-hmm. and I won, and I got through it, and so it's 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 very eerie. Of uh, the times in which I should not prevail, or times in which I should lose, has been like a time of going like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. That was incredible. What's next? Like
0: I hit 25 stages this year, never spoke before. Okay, but do you? Okay, I'm not throwing it out there, right? It- like that's what that's what you're thinking, right? But. I think you got to give yourself credit to just being a fucking hustler like like you know what I'm saying like yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, I mean I get it like dude but with hustling <clears throat> it depends on
1: like the mindset of abundance and absolutely the mindset of, like, well no I, I should win like yeah. why should I not win this yes so you just if I push through I could win
0: that's yeah how you see it literally because
1: yeah. wasn't supposed to be pro cuz I'm not the tallest but yes. I knew I would put in the work for years that's what
0: I was gonna ask so like you didn't make it to the pros I think it's crazy and i've heard this from other people when they don't make it somewhere and they're trying to go pro you got to the highest level oh, basically God. <clears throat> to going from there and having that drive to get to that pro level a lot of people it follows them throughout their life what are they're doing so you had that drive then you moved into facebook marketing mm-hmm. and you have that drive to just get to the highest level yeah it's, it's like a hustle a mindset dude
1: it's an execution thing it's like a i've been judged by my scoreboard forever yeah. like, there's a scoreboard always ah. our scoreboard now is dollars in dollars out mm. so it didn't it just changed the
0: field the, I traded stadiums for stages do you think that if you didn't play sports let's say you did a different route do you think you would understand this do you think it's there or do you think sports built it it's a great question this is funny because we just talked about this
1: um, so we I've wrapped this into hiring if I were to hire or work with someone or partner somebody on things I hire for four reasons one okay you're an immigrant, two, you served our country, three, uh, you you've had a, I wouldn't say difficult, but you've had a, a non-traditional upbringing, mm-hmm. and then fourth, you played a team sport. Mm-hmm. Key on team sport. Uh. I've worked with, and I would love to understand, if someone out there is anybody that's doing this research, and maybe I can find this, but the, if the depth of high-performing C-level executives, I wonder what they played. I would, I would mm, bet money I see, I see, that there'd I be see. basketball, football, baseball, soccer versus tennis, golf, mm. one-on-one volleyball. Like, okay, I really I do because they understand. You understand three <clears throat> different things. You understand that you literally can't win everything. Yeah. You literally can't win, mm-hmm. and you are judged on the performance at which you put out on game day or day of ex- uh, execution, yeah. rather than like the practicing you're doing. Uh-huh. Then you understand that you have other people that have to step up so you get a witness I've, I've witnessed failure and triumph in the same moment
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't get a like you can do that by yourself
0: but to go along and share that with somebody else just prepares you so differently absolutely so okay so <clears throat> you understand like the drive it takes working with the team you have become a leader in your field mm-hmm. have you always been a leader on the soccer field everything Yeah, so I think I so I call
1: myself a a soft alpha. I'll explain this. So up until I would say two years ago, I didn't know what like an empathetic leader or what uh, what learning characteristics you are, what what personality types really meant in organizations. Uh, what traits that are, are inherited or traits that you are developing, uh-huh. like what that actually means to the people that you work with or live with. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm an ENFP. Like I say four letters, and the people that understand this, to people that research this, that says like, oh shit, I know how you read, listen, and like. I think feedback. I'm an ENTJ. Okay, so you love, uh, yeah, yeah. You're very technical. You like working with your hands. You like processes. Uh, and me, I'm like very emotional. Like I need you to express to me what's going on so that I can then implement and jump in. Right, like as soon as I started developing, like I, I am this person.
0: Mm. Empathy
1: is a, a trait that can be learned, and it's a trait that has to be earned. I see. And even when you have communication with people, to to understand when you asked your main question was when were you always a leader? Yes.
0: Yeah. yes, so I I was always a leader, but, you but didn't there was understand how to lead correctly.
1: That and when to lead. Sometimes ah, I, yes, if I'm not yes, the most yes. equipped person to put you through this,
0: yeah,
1: why would I get in front? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, like if there's another person on this plane of life <clears throat> that is in this situation that's more equipped than
0: me, uh-huh. I need to be so you, backup. You understood that you're a leader, but you don't always need to be a leader. You just need to be a leader when it fits the time to be a leader.
1: Right, so that I know I can guarantee I can deliver. I see. Unless unless you're in a situation, and now this is you have to read this right. It's like hey, perfect example. Christmas break was two. Uh, Christmas break was. My junior year, before Christmas break, we had three tests left in a theology class. A kid, uh, a kid passed out and he went into a seizure in the in the auditorium. I'd have never dealt with this before, but I've seen this before. I threw him onto his side, put a pen the pen he had on his desk into his mouth so he wouldn't bite his tongue, uh-huh. and then I freaked out.
0: Uh-huh. So I do the first two things. Uh-huh. and I was like,
1: "What the fuck do I do next?" Freaked out, right? Uh-huh super baller crush it like wow you jumped into action and then, and then I he literally jumped on his pen <laughs> god i hope not no I, I like i like didn't know what to do next like do mm-hmm. i push him do i touch him and so i was like help i at that point i screamed yeah. for help because maybe at that point i wasn't the person to go but at next. least
0: you jumped in and made a move when nobody else might have or just watched and been freaked out
1: yeah because people get
0: yeah fight yeah. or flight they stay sometimes they just
1: sit and, it's crazy you know and and so your, your answer was like yeah i've always been a leader but sometimes to lead, you don't need to be like known as the leader. Yes, 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 absolutely. Right? Now, in my world now, I think it depends on how you want to align. We call it like our, your brand. Yeah. What does your brand want to say? For me, is like I need my brand. I, I need to be a thought leader. I need to be outspoken. I need to be driven enough, and I need to be winning. And if I'm if I'm losing, sharing the learning, not the losing. Absolutely. Right. So those are the frames that I have to operate within. But it still comes back to the same shit. You have to play nice. You have to read people, yes. and you have to execute. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of this
0: stuff, like, you obviously learned it throughout your time, right? But I'm assuming you read books. And and you've shared a bunch of books with me. Yeah, indeed. Dude, I love them. Like, Leaders Eat Last, freaking so good. Probably one of the most quality books you've read. Yeah, dude. And just like, um, and what's the other one? Did you read Multipliers? Did you tell me about Multipliers? Multipliers was the second one I took. Dude, reading Multipliers, I was like, holy shit. About like, so Multipliers is a book about like, when you want to learn to lead, a true leader is able to create teams or teach people how to lead when they're not there, or basically share um, what you're learning and the process you're going through so other people can not just follow you, but understand what it takes to be a leader and a better leader. Correct, because for true growth and scale, you have to multiply yourself. Yes. The only
1: way you can do that is if you create documentation processes.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what other books are you reading? Like, I need more recommendations. Oh shit,
1: I would have to check my desk <clears throat> real quick. This one is probably the, it doesn't really apply to you, but it applies to what I'm more focused on right now. Okay. So this is called quantum teaching. Uh-huh. It's how to orchestrate student success. When when you teach, and now I'm not a teacher, but like we do own an educational business on, on marketing and digital, right? Uh-huh. People, if people can't retain or implement what you teach, you're not a teacher. Yeah,
0: you're just spewing information.
1: Yeah, there's no structure, right? Mm-hmm. And so anytime I hit a stage, so I, I, I briefly talked about this. This is one of the main quantum ones, but I'll, I'll drop a couple more that we have coming. Um, I, don't, I just don't have it off the top of my head. No worries, no worries, no worries. Um, so, lately, I've, it's been a lot of, like, trend reports. So, okay. I've, I've been reading a lot of, like, PDFs, of like, Facebook will put out, marketing will put out, and they'll be like, hey, this is what we noticed over the last year. Here's who's buying, habits have changed, here's uh, where digital's going, people are going, to w- the big trend right now in my art industry is called uh, connected TV. Okay. So, we're... Roku, Apple yes, T V, yes, like yes. whatever this is, like people are trying to run ads <clears throat> and like quantify the impact. Uh, and, and that's what you're getting into? Yeah. Wait wait until Netflix drops their ad platform. Nobody knows about this. I don't even know this. nothing is out yet, but how could okay. they
0: not? Yes. Right? Then so what about right Disney now, plus. But then do you think people are gonna leave Netflix because it's like I don't wanna watch ads or there's just no way they're too stuck? It's it's too
1: engraved. Let's put it this way. It's not even a matter of like leaving. It's honestly a math equation, Netflix. Netflix is gonna do three things. They're gonna be like, okay, how many users do we have right now? Okay, where is, where can we isolate? And this is what Facebook does. Where can we isolate a test to charge and see like what the drop off rate is. Uh-huh. Right?
0: So they start with a small market. Have to. Right? Yeah, they start yeah, with a, absolutely. a
1: they start with a small market. And what's the worst that could happen? I'm so sorry. Here's your three free months.
0: Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. they can give you yes. three. It
1: doesn't matter. Like they So that's how, how it
0: works. You've learned all this through what you've been doing. Yeah. You Holy they, shit. They, yes. they
1: they they'll isolate and it, even with us, like when we work with brands, we work with a brand that shoot, they're called Foster Grant. Okay. One of the they have like Glasses in Walmart's everywhere. They're, they own Readers. dot com. They're tremendous. They're, they're probably one of the biggest sites in the world, and they're having this debate. and They're old school in the sense of like they're new to digital, but they've been marketing for years. So mm-hmm. they have fundamental principles of like we do PR, we do out, we do this, we do in stores. And I'm like, listen, we're, we're going to launch 150 ads in the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? But that really isn't that many clicks for us because we understand the the tool that Facebook is. We can get all that learning. Mm -hmm. Where Facebook looks at is, people look at Facebook and go, at least in the marketing world, they go, "This, this tool or this thing gives us money. And I'm like, no, this tool is something that you should use to learn how to make more money. Yes. Because right now it's like, I can have any idea. I can have any concept. I can send it to multiple thousands of people. If you're spending a lot, you can do multiple millions. And I can get an opinion. And this opinion is... Whether they like literally comment and leave an opinion, mm-hmm. or they click it and they go to your website, that's an opinion of like I want more. Yeah. Or they go, or they click it and they have an opinion of they actually want it, then they take out their wallet and they buy it. Like they're uh, all uh, yes, trigger yes, points. Yes. yes.
0: So by each one, reading each one, you know where you need to improve. You know where you need to alter your strategy, alter the words, <clears> alter, <throat> alter the timing, alter the message. Okay. So this kind of became. So how, I want to know, like, how did you get into the marketing? I know you. Oh yeah. You loved you know you loved the um, looking at the aspect of the the growing number of people and studying the people on Instagram and building and so how did that come about so I'm assuming you started off organically and then you were like you know what I'm learning I understand this I can monetize this great question okay
1: I uh, senior year at st. Louis I need. I wanted a marketing intern because at this point I was like, "Am I even going to go pro?"
0: You wanted to be a marketing intern.
1: I want. Yeah, I. W- I became a marketing intern. Okay, you came. I became. didn't think I was going to go pro. I okay. was like, "I need Plan B just okay. in case." So, a marketing agency called Switch, which met my uh, second mentor or third mentor after my college coach. Her name was Annie Castellano, uh, and she hired me on as a creative intern at Switch Advertising, okay. which was a traditional. Uh, production film production agency learned it loved it. i was like damn you're to be creative basically we get to tell people we're gonna do and make things and the, they give you a bunch of money and then you go and do uh-huh. and make things you're like god damn this is we're gonna do this with whatever you have
0: and then we're gonna, gonna make money. Us, and you're gonna yeah. pay me this
1: and they're gonna be like okay great thank you and then they do and then then we get out of it and my first job through soccer was working for a woman named rachel Plepke who was at the time she was like a, a, a ranking, it was like, she was like C level market, marketing lead at Pepsi in Lake Forest. And her daughter, Ava, I was coaching. Okay. And I was like, listen, I have, this crate. I, want, I have this interest in marketing. Like, how can you, she goes, come on in, like sit at tables. So think about it, I'm a, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so I'm a millennial, true millennial. They're doing this like massive push of like, how do we get more millennials? Because the, they're the new purchasing power, which is true. Like my age, yeah. we're spending all yes. the money right now, mm-hmm. right? At the time, it was still even true. And so five, six years ago, I'm sitting in meetings with like very old school, rich white guys talking about like marketing concepts. And they got this fucking 90, 90s kid listening in and going like maybe we should do A, B and C or maybe we should use Facebook. And they're like, what is this Facebook thing? Okay. So I was not, I shouldn't have been in that room, but by being in that room, no one questioned why I was there yeah. because it never happened for them. Like, why, <coughs> why is this kid here? So I was a consultant. I' uh-huh. Early on before I knew what that word was. Because you knew the coaches who? The coaches The coaches. Oh I knew the do, I knew the mother, Rachel. Uh-huh. Her uh The mother her, of who? Of Ava, which was a goalkeeper I was coaching. Wow. And she worked for which company you said? PepsiCo. Oh my so you're with the big dogs and you're just like This was this is right out of the gate. This is when I was like, Okay, maybe I don't need to do any uh-huh. soccer anymore. Like I'm gonna go do this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then then it goes then I hit a viral thing on on, on Instagram. So, remember when I had the man bun?
0: hmm Okay? Yeah.
1: So I had man bun, I had the big beard, yep. and I got posted on uh, Man Bun Monday. So, I wake up, and I was like, I got thousands of followers of, like, gay dudes and, like, <laughs> Okay. I had gated and they call me. They're calling me. I don't know. I'd learned about this a bear. You know what a bear is?
0: A, a fat <laughs> A bigger gated. Uh-huh.
1: And so I have a, again, remember, I'm, I'm a little bit broader. Uh-huh. I have a big beard. I have a big man and They're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And I'm like, I'm getting <laughs> thousands of followers. I was like, what the fuck what Random. this? Randoms. And I was like, what happened? Uh-huh. Well, I got posted and then Snapchat picked this up and uh-huh. then they posted me again somewhere else. And I'm going, like,
0: you didn't even know that you were getting posted. And- I got a
1: message from an Indian girl going, like, you got shouted out on Cosmo on Snapchat and I was like what are you talking about what this is way long ago okay and I, I'm like looking through there's, if you look at my IG there's, I'll show you the picture that went viral and I'm like what the fuck is this that was my first experience of like what social was like what Whoa. virality was while I was already transitioning out of soccer okay so you get hit that And then I get in the Pepsi And I get hit there again And I go, dude, how do I do more of this? Because I'm like, I'm finally getting some money Mm -hmm. And I'm finally being fun And being creative, right? Because you're just like, oh, I'm playing pro And you just miss opportunity Oh, oh, when am I going to play? You're like, when do I get my shot? You know, it was was a sad spiral Of uh, a dream realized And going, dude, I don't want this Like, this is definitely not what I want I didn't realize that it was a boy Mm. I got introduced to, to Rachel's uh, cousin Alizon Fulleron. Alizon was the lead of Apple Apple paid marketing in LA I knew that what I was doing at Pepsi and what I was able to see on uh, the Instagram growth stuff Those was all what we call organic mm-hmm. like you share your page and she was doing paid social and I was like wait I know about this thing like this is interesting. Like I know about this stuff. Like how do yeah. I get this? Mm-hmm. No experience. I sat down with a guy named Cam, and I sat down with Amazon and I just how we were talking like this. I was like, listen, I care about this. I've already won in my previous life. Like I can win here again. Okay? <laughs> like let me, just like give me the chance. Grinded my ass off. We launched. I lasted a I lasted a year, and I was driving to, I was driving 85 miles a day from Orange County to work at Apple, which is in Playa Vista, which is LAX. Doing that every single day and I lasted a year and I realized it was like, two things, two main things happened. One, I was able to launch and run global campaigns for Apple. iPhone 7, iPad Pro, the iWatch, we were all, in, all a part of it uh, at their headquarters, right? Wow. September 11th events. or oh, September 17th, I think is what they are. <coughs> so this opened my mind to paid social. Now I'm realizing, oh shit, like brands are spending millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be other people that wanna do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My partner, Jake Schmidt, comes in, okay? So I've known Jake, he's a Missouri guy, he's a goalkeeper as well, uh, and we've been talking back and forth, and I just never stopped messaging him. He has the idea of uh, fidget spinners, yep. okay? He was doing great on influencer posts and running, the, running all those sorts of things on Instagram. And I was like, dude, this is a perfect product. Take it to Facebook, like, what are you doing? Take it to Facebook, this is scale beyond belief. I never run direct response marketing Which is what we call You see a product, buy it now Kind of like the short transaction period mm-hmm. Apple, we just spent money for the hell of it Because it was cool This, we're trying to get revenue back Yeah, This was my first taste at direct response mm-hmm. E-commerce marketing okay. On a product that Jake and I built
0: Because you get to see the returns of everything you're doing Every dollar in, I get yes. to see a dollar out Yeah,
1: I spend two bucks, I make twenty and this just kept going.
0: Mm-hmm. Every
1: conversion was like three bucks, four bucks, two bucks, two bucks. And we're making 35 bucks, 55 bucks a pop, depending on how much they bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We realized uh, there, was a, there was a period of time at Fidgilly, uh, which is the name that we go, to get Jake, I, I was like, Jake moved to LA. So Jake came out here, we finally met in person. We met a guy named Justin, uh, I'll exclude his last name. And we made a, a poor deal that we were not aware of because we were not educated enough. Mm. We gave up too much equity and lost control of cap table. By losing control of the cap table, we basically said, well, I don't care, where, do what you want, Justin, this is yeah. yours. And yet, like we, that was ours, Like we built that. And so I saw this, realized that this could be a potential sputter in the, in my, in the scale of what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, how do I get away from, how do I not do this anymore? This is where I realized I am really good at the problem solving and the marketing aspect versus uh, development of product or understanding manufacturing logistics. Yeah. Because that is where if you... Making a product is very, very difficult, especially when it doesn't exist. That's not my forte. But coming up with concepts after the fact that it's mm. already existing, I can really shape that.
0: So once a product's out there, you know how to make money with it.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't... Exactly. I'm not a zero to one guy. I'm a one to 10 guy. Gotcha. That's the easiest way I can put it. Yeah. And that one to ten is now one million to to, to fifty million uh-huh. that's where I really really like them. That's in terms of like what revenue they're putting away because that's that's where you can really use there's different things at different levels that brands need right yeah, yeah. at the beginning stage you don't need crazy strategies you need like product market fit and understanding that this is actually viable. yes, then you okay, something works, and you're like, great, how do I do more of what works?" and also like how do I not alienate what is working and start mm-hmm. developing New things proof of concept proof of concept invert very because I I use this acronym before a microwave right the microwave is proven how many uses are there for it how many products go in there infinite
0: yeah infinite
1: same thing with a product right if you have a ball we have a, a soccer ball there's, you can make specific soccer balls that could be, this one's just for weight training, this one's just for finishing, this is a smaller one for skills,
0: but it's still a ball. Uh-huh. So you can you can sell and, it so many different ways. So you're just creating, so what you got into is like, you have a product, just make it be useful in a different sense and you can sell it. New angle. All yeah. we call it, we just like change the angle. Change so you're the not angle. reinventing the wheel, you're just making something that's already there, but... Yeah, yeah it's angle. already exists exactly,
1: and uh-huh. every
0: every existing product will have a new angle. Yeah, right. How 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 can there be
1: fifty water brands?
0: Yes. What is the difference? Yeah. Uh-huh. What the hell is the minerals? The the mineral, the Fuji one, the, the dude. They get those from the mountains, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, boss. But it's in it? a glass bottle, dude. You how know. it's selling fucking <laughs> water? <laughs> yeah.
1: Think about this.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's
1: the most wildest thing. Like Pepsi and Coke, can you tell the difference? No, Not brown. Really, the yeah. brown. I feel that. So branding—it's just a repurposing and re- mm-hmm. remarketing of everything. And guess what? In the last, I was say even shoot, dude, I would even say five years, six years, the ability to start and launch an idea, regardless of your qualification, mm. is so low, uh-huh. so low. So you have people coming at you yeah. that like shouldn't have, or you're like, whoa, I can't believe that actually worked. Great yes. job
0: it's it's only it's only a matter of like and then it gets into like how big your bank so when did you okay so something i've thought about in life is like i want to go into a field where it's scalable right because Mm. scalability is is king dude apple scalable right they build one product they sell to the world right 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 computers whatever when did you learn because like with certain things like coaching you were trading your time for fifty dollars an hour but then you learned You know what in marketing it's all about scalability if you can spend a thousand dollars and get you know five percent return now I just spend ten thousand and get five percent which is ten times that right 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 where did you learn the importance of scalability because I'm curious oh that's what you focus on yeah yeah pure scalability exactly so I'll wrap it
1: I'll put a parameter on this I learned okay great great idea scalability as a coach You're limited by how many kids you could have on a team, right? The Mm -hmm. only way you scale as coaches is you do bigger groups, right? Even at that point, it's still
0: limited. limited. You can't do
1: 50,000 kids at one time. But if I want to scale that, you would do a digital product that everybody can log into and use (laughs) (laughs) it. Which is what we created. We created Sportsy. Uh, So we we, we already try to conceptualize, like, how do you bring training to the masses and don't limit yourself by being the person to have to be there every single day. Mm -hmm. So on the product side for what we do, scalability is like a combination of how, how much it costs us to make and how much it costs us to get to the customer. Mm-hmm. These two things is like, and within those two is like creation, fulfillment, distribution on the cost to me, as well as like your marketing costs for me as in the brand owner. And then for on the other side, wait, actually, how would I reframe that? Cost to create it and cost to sell it. So yes. cost to sell it is whatever we're spending to get it. A- Yes. As a marketing and the cost to create is anything considered up to the point where we have to send it to the customer. Yeah. Even the shipping can be considered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cost of you. <clears throat> that had to be like around a specific dollar amount. For us, that's between like fifty bucks and one hundred twenty dollars. So you like those bigger products? It has to be because we don't have. We need that room on Facebook to spend. Gotcha. Because it, it's if you if you were to see it's like an you draw an axis point from down here and it's like. Where you start saying you're selling your product, it's like your mom, she'll buy everything. And then way out here, like someone that's in a different country that doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Like you have to eventually, you know, eventually be a person depending on how much you spend.
0: Mm, the gotcha. further
1: you spend, the more you spend, the less qualified the consumer is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at, at some point at scale, which is a relative term, scale for someone that's running a lifestyle business might be they only want 10 grand a month. Yeah, yeah. Some people maybe want, <clears throat> maybe they want. 100 grand, or a million, right? Yeah, Whatever yeah. the scale is, right? Uh, and so for us, we have to determine what products can actually be scalable. And it's sometimes, like you said, like find the niche that you can go deep into. Mm-hmm. But there's also sometimes where you might just get a business that's a steady $1 million business that doesn't scale, but it just produce, produces uh, consistent consistent revenue for us. Like we, we love the baby industry. Yeah, yeah. Baby industry, there's always kids coming in. It's always baby industry. It's always baby <coughs> season.
0: I'm going to bring this back. Go ahead. So, Scalability is huge. You learned that, Um, but I want to ask: when it comes to like, okay, understanding that what it takes to be successful, you failed at a lot of things, right? Didn't didn't work out at UC Berkeley. That's where you wanted to. You failed, but you changed your strategy. Right, right. Went to St. Louis. Then you failed at at making it to the pros, or it didn't work out. Right. Then you switched your mindset to anything. How many ideas have you failed on? And what keeps you like that those wheels spinning like you know because I'm assuming you've had a lot of products that you've launched that Didn't go oh, yeah. like you were according to plan.
1: Dude. I'm
0: guessing tons. Yeah uh, This
1: year alone, I I touched 75 brands in my history or like the last Four years five years when I like really pedaled the metal like over 150 Not all those are gonna win dude. Like mm-hmm. no way I, there would be there's three specifically that I I Were like a bummer like a total bummer one was called pods, which was Right uh, there, it's in that green. It's in that orange bag. Uh-oh. It's protein powder in food grade. Yeah, and you drop plastic. it in. I yeah. Yep. How do you? And we we just weren't the right people to sell this, and it was a complete flop. Like we launched mm. it, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on? You know, why no one's buying this?" You think we reflect on it? Like, who is going to put something that they care about in their body so much that would consider eating food grade plastic? Mm. Right, like at its core, like you're putting this in your body, and you really care about what's in your in the product, yeah, cause yeah. you're buying protein, right? To those hardcore audiences.
0: So having the benefit of it being uh, accessible was not worth it when they can just put a scoop in. It's not that much extra work. It's not that oh, what, what's the difference? You we really were having to sell them on a, on something that
1: didn't really exist. Mm. Did they care enough that it was in a baggie
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you had to bring a scooper with you? Like no, okay, okay. that's one. The second one was called uh, Peekaboo. Peekaboo was a project that allowed anybody, like any brand owner, to log into a uh, an assortment of products, and it would if you clicked on it, you'd see what the homepage was, what the product was, then we'd do videos of receiving the product, what the unboxing experience was. Okay. So this was basically an ad spy tool. They uh-huh. see everything, and I was like, holy shit, this is way bigger of a project. I can't get this off the ground. Uh, okay? And then I'll consider fidgety, right? Massive heights we scaled within the first year, and then last year was the year we had to dissolve it. We launched a who 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 wanted this? A connected smart fidget spinner.
0: Uh huh. Nobody wanted it. I remember when you told me about it. Dude. Yeah. I was like, Are you sure, are you sure that's gonna work? <laughs> no worries. The dogs came in, but they're good.
1: He's by. They're barking. Yeah, they're job.
0: fighting. It's all good. All right, cool. Go leave I go. Out out. Yeah, so your failures but they feel good. Dude. Sorry, yo. Dude.
1: Losing is like okay. This, Tell is, me this is like you, as real as it gets. Yes. Like there's just calculated there's calculated plays that you can make that won't bring you to zero. You can't go to zero. That's it. Like you just can't go to zero. And if you go to zero, it has to be because
0: I don't. I don't even. I I don't even have an excuse as why I would go. To, like, if but you, but do you know a zero, right? Because I feel like you're the type of person where there's never a zero. You always have something in the tank where you're like, okay, I'm just gonna tweak this. I'm gonna re-strategize. You never lose yeah. when you go to zero. You're done. Yeah, you're never done. You yeah, can't, yeah. I, I believe <clears throat>
1: I'm never gonna be done. I, exactly. I believe that there are people that go to zero and they go like, there's no option for me. What am I going to do?
0: Yeah. You never even thought that was even a
1: possibility. No, the worst thing is, like, I'll get like crazy social anxiety and be like, holy shit, like, how am I not good enough to figure this out? Mm. Like, why did I not do this?
0: But you will, you'll figure it out. So that's how you've lived your whole life. Literally, you think about this.
1: I saw, I'll tell you the day I realized, the day I realized uh, things were not so bad. Okay. I logged into Facebook and I realized over the past, this was uh, 20, 16, 2016, 2017. I logged in. I was like, oh, shit. I spent $10 million. $10 million. My mom... Of ad Of
0: ad, of, of money.
1: ad dollars. Like, somebody else's money. Yeah. Like multiple uh-huh. people's other monies. Uh-huh. Okay? And my mom makes uh, a modest living. She works at a dental office. And my dad was HVAC. My like mm-hmm. my, my career, I was destined to be... Do, like, a, six, a 60 to 70K a year, like... That 's me at top level, and I see i 'm literally in charge of ten million dollars. It shatters all belief mm-hmm. of what can be achieved in a year uh-huh. no matter what like no matter what dude, and coming from literally I remember for a fact because this is why I have like weird things with ca- like money, I always keep cash on me for because growing up, like I never had cash, mm. I never made any money, and I used to keep it in this little box so I have that box right there, and I keep all my stuff there, and I go. When I get it, like, I will never lose this because we never had it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially if we come through uh, a broken family or we come through a divorced family, like, there's two two main things why people end up breaking up. There's, like, a cheating element or there's, like, a financial element, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's com both. God bless. Well, it wasn't the cheating and it was the financial. And so when you're ex- exposed to that early on, like, you value it so much more. And so when I started being in control and then when I'm having to sell my coaching, I'm like, shit. So I'm having to hit you up, mom, every single day to get paid. Like, you can going me? Or, like, actually, you should just, here, I'll give you a free session. You just got to pay me for the whole month. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting cash up front. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was way easier. Just fast forward to my clients. I'm not going to do any work until you send me that wire up front, right? Mm-hmm. Now, instead of going, like, 50 bucks, like, that's 50K. And I'm, once that wire hits the bank, then I can begin my work. Mm-hmm. This has just been training. It's just raising the different dollar
0: amounts. That's crazy. Dude, it's crazy to think about, like, Every little failure has f- fueled you, but you've learned like you've come from like you said, somewhere broken family, so it's like that was a failure and you just yeah. change strategy. We gotta get going. Literally, yeah. But we definitely gotta do we do there's so much I would love to talk to you about, like books, recommendations, everything. All day. We're gonna talk more. Part two coming soon. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks everybody. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Better man. brother.